Oh boy. What's 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 going on? <sighs> I I can't help but notice how much I despise this uh, this title. Usually they're really good, and I'll be honest, there were some really good options out there to be had. Um, oh yeah. We could have had a title that said the Cleveland Guardians won the Francisco Lindor trade. Listen, that's, that's old news at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, we could have had could have had one, uh, you know, wishing everybody a happy holiday with the uh, the college football playoff rankings debuting tonight. We could have so many. We could have had we could have bid a farewell to Chase Claypool. Um, yeah. But here we are. Yes, we here we are because my Cleveland Browns are back. Oh, I still hate them. I still hate them. Cares let's, again. Yeah, yeah, let's not be confused. I still hate them. But that was last night. I don't know how much of it what you watched last night, but that was just a complete ass whooping. Like from not even from the first minute because the Browns started the game with twelve men on the field, and that was awesome. But <laughs> which that almost seems impossible to do to start a football game with twelve men on the field. Uh, but from then on, they just whooped the shit out of the Bengals. And I know they were without Jamar Chase, but they – that was just an asshole. And now Kareem Hunt isn't going to get traded. So, I, I fear that the Browns may have a gleam. I am less optimistic than you are, especially since the Baltimore Ravens are at it again with just easy trades that apparently anybody could have yeah. made. I I don't know how they got Calais Campbell for a fifth rounder. I don't know how they pull. I don't know how they got Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Linderbaum, who oh. were both basically best prospects in the draft. Yes, they yeah. Now their positions held them back because right. Hamilton was a safety, not a corner, and Linderbaum was a center, not a tackle. But those two were pretty much seen as the out of all the guarantees to be successful which obviously no draft picks are, but those two were one and two at the top of the list. And of course the Ravens get both of them. And I, I, I don't, I just, I don't even know what to say. They, they always find a way. Apparently nobody else bothers to, to call about these guys. So now they got They got to find a way to resign. What's his name? Roquan Smith, because that's what, that's why the bears got rid of him because he wasn't going to resign with the team. They had a, a tumultuous offseason trying to figure out what they're going to do with his future. So I guess if the Ravens don't resign him, it'll be a lost second and fifth round pick. And the second round pick is significant. I, I'm not right. going to you know, throw a parade over the fifth rounder, but the second round pick could be significant. So, um, and of course, just because, you know, this is how they do business, the Ravens will find a way to resign him and then he'll be Ray Lewis all over again. So just because. So I know that the Browns are having their little moment in the sun, but as far as the AFC North goes, I am far more annoyed with the Baltimore Ravens than I am. Uh, the, although I should be annoyed with everybody because they're all above me currently. Yeah, listen, if if that was the going rate for Roquan Smith and my favorite team didn't put in, at least put in an offer, I would be very mad. Because Roquan Smith is awesome. And then, like you said, the Bears just wanted to get rid of him and get some draft capital back, which they ended up just flipping a second-round pick for Chase Claypool, which, honestly, it's not, I don't think it's a bad trade for either side because, one, the Steelers are 
obviously staring down the barrel of a shotgun right now. Like it's, you guys are looking at some dark years. And then obviously Claypool, he's been talked about getting dealt for a while now. And the Bears just need somebody for Justin Fields to throw the ball to. By the way, Justin Fields looks awesome now, and he might actually be the best quarterback in that class. Shout out to me being first on that. Um, no. But, yeah, how are we feeling in uh, Pittsburgh? Uh, not fantastic. I, I, I tell you what, I would have been downright miserable if that 17-10 to 10 game in Houston was because Malik Willis threw for 300 yards. Uh, it was because he handed the ball off for basically 300 yards. So I, I can at least take solace in that because I I wanted Malik Willis bad coming out of Liberty. I thought Kenny Pickett was the safe pick. Love this one type pick. I, I did not think that that was a very smart pick. Um, I certainly like his mobility, and I think that you know, I I was gonna be overreactionary no matter what, but uh, we'll find out in the coming years if he's if he's got it, so to speak. But right. oh, the defense is not what I thought it was. The Eagles just did whatever they wanted to. They basically just called their own number on the scoreboard and then ran out there and hit it. Uh, and that was, and then they they basically just they could have gone for more because they scored thirty five. I mean, they were putting up points pretty quickly, right. so they probably could have went for more. I was holding off on the Eagles being for real for a little bit. Now I'm starting to think that they may actually just be really good. And now they just traded for uh, Robert Quinn, and who else did they trade for? Uh, son of a gun. Who? No, they wanted Kareem Hunt. That's what it was, but they didn't get him. Um, yeah, they look very good. To be honest, I didn't watch a whole lot of NFL this weekend. I watched the last half of the London game, which was actually entertaining. I watched Sunday Night Football because somehow the under hit, and I watched Monday Night Football. But I did catch a little bit of the Eagles-Steelers game as well because that was the only game on TV for the 1 o'clock slate. I only had, uh, here in Cleveland, we only had one game on TV for the 1 o'clock slate and one game on TV for the 4 o'clock slate. It was, that never happens. You guys that never happened. Really... I don't know how it could possibly happen with both CB. I know there was a lot of teams on a bye this week, I believe. But, I don't know. That, just, that should never happen. I ended up having a cracked out stream of NFL Red Zone that was like a minute and a half behind. But... <laughs> But I want to talk. I want to talk some uh, college football here. Oh, that's the that's the the uh, flavor of the day. Oh yeah, because we got some action tonight. I'm on the over in both games. Over 62 in Kent State Ball State, and over 58 and a half. But now it's up to 61 in Ohio versus Buffalo. So I'm very happy about that. And if you can, I would hop all over the Oregon State at Washington under for this Thursday night because I saw a tweet that said that there's a strong line of atmospheric river coming through Washington, and that just sounds like bad weather. And I took the under, and 30 seconds after I took the under of 56, it's dropped down to 54 and a half. So just alerting the people. But um, 
We got matching tonight. We got matching tomorrow. I got to go to one of these matching games since I just practically live in that country. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah, I got to go to a Bowling Green game. They have a really cool stadium, or at least it looks cool. But um, I texted you. I said we have a new number one team in the in the in my poll. So you know, a little welcome. Bit of a- a little bit of a Johnny come lately, but uh, yeah. welcome to the party. Some, team, some people have had that orange team in number one. I haven't, and I'm finally ready to give the Illinois nonsense. Tennessee number one. We got Ohio State two. I, now, I still think at the end of the day, Ohio State is the best team in the fo- in, in the football, in the country. But huh. what Tennessee did against Kentucky, a team I consider to be fine but not great, kind of comparable to Penn State. They just crushed them. And, I mean, they, they have the Alabama win. They have all these other dom- – or not dominate – or the LSU win was dominating. They have their close game as well, like Ohio State and Alabama, Georgia, like all those teams. But Tennessee, it just, they look like the best team. I don't think they are, but they deserve the number one spot. I got Ohio State two, Georgia three, Michigan four, Clemson five. TCU six, Alabama seven. I refuse to move Alabama above TCU at this point. And then this is where it gets hard because I was doing my thing. I was doing my rankings while I was watching the NFL. I'm like, wow, all these teams suck. Because number eight, I have Oregon, who I don't think sucks. Number nine, I have UCLA, don't think sucks. Number 10, I have the Illini. Uh, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'll let, I'll let I'm it telling you, man, that defense, I know they haven't played anybody or any real good offense, but that defense is legit. And Chase Brown is the best running back in the country. They are a very good football team. They should be undefeated. It is an absolute crime that they are not. The rest, of course, had their anti-Illinois fighting Illini agenda. The world famous anti-Illinois fighting Illini agenda. That's um, the issue. Yeah, everyone is against them. Hey, absolutely. People, are, people don't even want to see Illinois be good. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Uh, number 11, I have Kansas State moving all the way up. They had a fairly impressive win. Uh, 12, I have Utah. 13, I have USC. And I have Ole Miss 14, but I don't love it. Oh, I, man. I, I, respect, I respect Lane Kiffin. I respect their offense. I respect the dudes on their team. I just don't think they are that great. Now, everybody from, I would say, I don't know, four down sucks, except for Alabama. Um, But I have to rank these teams. 15, North Carolina. 16, Tulane. 17, LSU. I kind of can't wait to hear your thoughts on that LSU-Alabama game this week. Uh, 18, Penn State. I kept them right where they were. I didn't. After the Ohio State game, I don't I don't think they really deserve to drop after that. They played pretty fucking good, all things considered. Uh, 19, Wake Forest. Thanks for showing up. Uh, 20, Oregon State. 21, NC State. 22, Oklahoma State. 23, and I have NC State twice. We'll have to figure that out. Uh, 23, <laughs> NC State. Liberty, 24, and Texas, 25. So I'm going to move everyone up one. Syracuse will get back to 25. And that, yeah, that's how it'll work. Perfect. Oh, and my others receiving votes are were Syracuse, Maryland, Coastal, Washington, and UCF. Hmm. 
Well, I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing with my top six. I'm just doing the top six. That's right. how I'm rolling with the college football playoff theme. Um, gosh, I don't even know how they're going to do these giant reveals. Uh, oh, God. Once they expand it out to 14. What's the graphic going to look like then? Yeah. How, how am I supposed oh, to make a cute little graphic with all these t- all these logos piled in? Yeah, they should just put all 131 on the board. It's like, here we go. Uh, might as 131, well. 131, UMass. Yeah, you can have <laughs> you can have David Pollock scrolling on the Promethean right. board just all the way to the bottom and dragging UMass over to to slide them over. Um, I'm going with Tennessee number one. I'm keeping them where I've where I've had them, uh, and I'm darn proud to say that I've had them at number one this entire time. Number two. I am going with who I believe, although they just took a significant blow today, having one of their best defenders, uh, Terrace Peck, and uh-huh. will miss the rest of the year. Still going with the Georgia Bulldogs. I I know that there's a couple games that people want to look at and put them under the microscope for. Uh, I think we're about a month removed from those games at this point. And I think since then, they have destroyed everybody in their path. And even then, and I know this is a lazy argument, so I apologize for even using it. I do think that they're a little bit bored. Uh, I, do, I do think that it's just naturally tough for after winning a championship when you've won so many games in a row to get up for the big one. And, you know, the SEC championship, they lost that. But outside of that game, this team hasn't lost a whole lot. So I think there was a little bit of complacency there. And uh, yeah, literally a month removed from that um, that uh, scare in Columbia, Missouri. Yeah. But uh, the Kent State game, they had multiple turnovers. They looked goofy doing it. They, well, I, I guess they gave up a decent amount of yards. Gave up almost 300 yards to Kent State. But since then, man, uh, if there's been any doubt about how they're doing 42 to 10 against Auburn who just fired their head coach. Yes, I, I believe 55, nothing against Vanderbilt 42, 20 against Florida. I know that it got dicey there for a second in Jacksonville, but Georgia came away with that one. So <laughs> I never took Florida serious in that game. Yeah. I, uh, look, I, I, I haven't lost confidence in Georgia. If somebody else has, uh, that's fine. I haven't either. I haven't. I had this one. I haven't either. Number three, I'm still going to do it, even though their resume is starting to get a little bit worse each week. In fact, this week it was a – I'm still going with Clemson. I I know that Wake Forest and Syracuse both just lost, but I – Michigan and Ohio State have both only played Penn State, and I don't want to just I, I I don't want to just just say okay well there you go because jo- Tennessee's beat Alabama, Georgia has beaten Oregon, who by the way is Real outside good. of that game looks damn good. Yeah, they do. And Clemson's beaten three solid teams, and Michigan and Ohio State have both beaten one, so. Uh, I don't get me wrong. Expectations for the future are low with Clemson, but if if the playoffs started today, 
I, I respect their schedule more than I respect Ohio State and Michigan's. But, my again, expectations are low. So don't mistake me for being someone who thinks that Clemson's going to last. Um, and, and also, don't mistake me for somebody who thinks that the committee is going to have Clemson very high. I don't. I, I, I would. Very see where they will be. You know what? You know what? I, I'm, I, I may have just talked my, myself out of this because you know what? Now that we talk about this, as I think through this live on the air, I am, as time goes by, and as Clemson's resume diminishes and TCU's elevates, I wouldn't, I would have no problem putting TCU above Clemson. And if I do that, now I got to figure some crap out because do I, I, I just thought I had Clemson at number three. Do I want to jump TCU that high? I mean, it feels like it feels so out of place to do so because yeah. we aren't used to respecting the, the big 12. So uh, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I will have, and by the way, I, I fully expect Ohio State to pull out a slim victory at the end of the year. But as it currently stands, I, I, I don't know what you thought. Maybe you can just share your thoughts on this game individually. But Ohio State had many fantastic moments. Many came from that old number 44 on the defensive side of the ball in that Penn out. State game. There were There was a lot of goofy stuff, and I don't know if you saw – did you see that one drive where Penn State uh, missed back-to-back field goals, but both had penalties, so they both got a raise? And then they come out on fourth and one, and they're in the power formation, and then they flex it out, and they have a tight end and a one-on-one, and they throw them a slant pass on fourth and one. I like yeah. they, they, they scored a touchdown on that. Ohio State, I thought, let Penn State hang in that game when Penn State was – you know, shockingly, as we've talked about with Sean Clifford and uh, what's his name, uh, Sean Clifford and James Franklin, shooting themselves in the foot and still somehow they were winning late in that game. Oh no! I was not tremendously impressed with Ohio State, although I was, I give them credit for pulling out the victory at the end. Right. No, Penn State was begging to lose that game, and Ohio State was just kept saying no, like you're winning this game. And then JT Tuimalau became, you know, prime and Dominic Sue and just literally <laughs> over the game. I think I read that he was responsible for 21 of Ohio State's points on Saturday. Um, one being a pick six, the other was another interception, and the other was a fumble recovery, which he stripped the quarterback at that same play. Um, Ohio State, going into halftime, they were losing, and I still, like, I was as confident. I never really like lost confidence. I just grew frustrated because Ryan Day keeps doing this thing where he wants to be a conservative coach and he just isn't. And I kept biting us in the ass like these bubble screens weren't working. Every time we threw the ball down the field, Ohio State was ripping off yards. And then the next play, they would run a bubble screen. They got blown up at the line. So I wasn't, I'm not, I don't think it's a talent thing for Ohio State what happened on Saturday. They, Penn State just always plays them close. I just think Ryan Day had one of his worst games ever. I agree entirely. And I, I, I can't say that James Franklin had one of his worst games ever because I still think no. that yeah, yeah. there were there are a million other examples 
Probably yeah. against Ohio State, there are a million other examples. Yeah, you got to go exhibit A through exhibit ZZZ right. evidence to gro- go through all of uh, James Franklin's in-game coaching gaps, famously against Ohio State. Uh, well, I mean, famous to me. I don't even know if anyone else. Oh, I know exactly what you're about to say. Where they came out on fourth. It was fourth and short. They Greatest play of, of all time as far as yep. I'm concerned. They It's fourth and short. It's late in the game against Ohio State. It's in Happy Valley. They come out in a formation. James Franklin calls a timeout. I guess he just – I don't know if they had a play called or if they just wanted to get Ohio, the look of what Ohio State was right. going to line up in. Calls a timeout, talk it over. They come out in the exact same formation, and as soon as I saw that, I knew that's not good. Yeah, run and the ball directly at Chase Young. They run the ball into Trace Young, and I, I guess it, w- it may have been a read option or something. First of all, with the game on the line, and I've, I've criticized uh, Sean Clifford graduating this year is going to be one of the greatest things that ever happened to James Franklin because he can stop oh, yeah, pretending that, that Sean – Yes, Drew Alar, Ohio kid, by the way, so we will root – well, I mean, so it's Sean Clifford. Um, yeah. Now that I think about it. Boy, Saint, oh my right? gosh! Uh, Saint Xavier, I think. Yeah, that's what I, I, I know. He's a Cincy kid. I can't remember if it was like Moeller or Saint X, but it's one of those. Um, God, we'll I, look around the country, Michigan, Michigan. Now, Michigan, they kind of did the same thing Ohio State did, but they just did it against a considerably worse opponent. So the five, so the totality of the game looks like Michigan dominated it. But they kind of fucked around with Michigan State for a little bit. I actually drew the exact opposite with you. Uh, I I thought Michigan kicked the crap out of them. No, they Michigan, did. Michigan State could not move the ball. They had maybe two good drives. And Michigan had a lot of good drives. They just all ended in field goals. So I thought the the box, if you look, took away the, the uh, scoreboard, just like the box score, Michigan oh, – yeah was driving the ball, but they drove the ball, drove the ball, drove the ball. All right, uh, they got stopped, field goal. So that was basically the entire game. But as if you want to just gauge how many good drives they had, basically Michigan had like six, and Michigan State had like two. So that was, oh, it's bad. I thought, they are heavily advantageous game towards Michigan. But you can't play like that against a really good team. So they were fortunate that they were playing Sparty. Because against a good team, if you keep settling for field goals, you will lose. No, oh, yeah, Michigan. I, my point was they kind of messed around with them longer than they should have. You want to guess how many yards per carry Michigan State had in this game? Oh. Um. Yards per carry. I'm. Oh, it's got to be two point one at best. One point six. Awful. 23 rushes, 37 yards. That's so bad. They also only had 7.2 yards per pass. And Peyton Thorne had 215 passing yards. 155 of them went to Keon Coleman. Is Keon Coleman... He might be the basketball player. Too. They have one receiver on the team who also plays on the basketball team. I think that's right. I think I remember. I should probably remember that name because college basketball season starts tomorrow or uh, next week. Oh, I, God, it does start next week. 
what are we, eight days away? I think Monday. Oh, my gosh. I'll be damned. He does play basketball. Good for him. Uh, let's yeah. see. Are there any good games on Monday? For... Gosh, dude. Let's see. Pull that schedule. I need to figure out what the hell I'm doing with, with this TCU team. Because <laughs> I, I I don't want to punish them just for being a Big 12 team. All right. But also, they can't. Uh, that overtime victory against Oklahoma, they had to come back. I don't know. No, Oklahoma State. Okay, I, I'm not going to put – yeah, I'm not putting TCU that high. I'll, I'll put them at sixth. I I almost put them at third. Almost put them at third. I, I may have gotten a little bit too excited there. Here's what I'll do. Oh, man. But I don't even I, – I may be giving a lot of talent points to Ohio State. But you know what? I'm giving it to Georgia, so I'll do the same. TCU sixth. I'm sad to inform everybody TCU sixth. I wanted to have them higher, but that's that's the best I can offer you. I'm Rick Harrison at the pawn shop. That's the best I can do. I'm fair uh, with that. TCU is not that great. Tennessee, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio. Man, where? Whoa. Am I talking myself back into Clemson? No, no, no. Uh, that resume is getting worse and worse. All right. TCU, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Clemson, TCU, a Grand Canyon, and then Alabama at seven. Grand Canyon? Oh, yeah, I, see. Oh, I like see what you're saying. A significant difference. Oh, uh, I was about uh, Grand Canyon University? Yeah. But, um, they, they are D1 in basketball. Are they really? Yeah, they yeah, are. I mean, there are three, three million Teams who are D1 in college basketball, so that's yeah. not saying much. Yeah, I'm looking at the schedule. It looks like the first week of games are all just like, you know, Wisconsin and North Carolina versus bullshit university. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm trust me, I'm going to be betting on majority of these games. Man, you can go to these games practically for free. Just look at well, the tickets. Yeah. I can go see – who does Ohio State play on Monday? Not that I care because Chris Holtman's my number one enemy. Rod Robert Morris. We can go see Ohio State play Robert Morris for two dollars. Really? Oh yeah. I went to a basketball game once. It's not that great. I only went because they played Villanova. Huh. Yeah, college basketball. I'm working I'm I'm working on another under system. I don't know if I wanna go back to my 1A formula that works so well or keep building on my 1B formula. But I'll I'll have that obviously updated soon. But um, what other what was I was supposed to talk about? I wanted to talk about one more game. Which was it? It was Notre Dame. Is Notre Dame good? Um, I'm I, I don't want to give you my answer. Well, as Marcus Freeman said, they're good. They just don't always play like it. And I kind of think that's the truth. I, I don't think that's just BS. I think that's real. I don't hate that. Um, I don't know. What do you describe a team that has a high ceiling but a very low floor? Just 
Is is there a comparison out there in college football that? Yeah, um, I feel like all these like tier B Big Twelve teams are, like Oklahoma State, Baylor. Like I feel like they're either top five in the country or they're winning three games. Well, that that might be us. We may be, or just Big everyone in the caliber. ACC not named Clemson. Um, yeah, the ACC so. stinks. Yeah, they're 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 not good. Um, I gotta. I'm trying to answer your question here, <laughs> and it's tough because I have to keep reminding myself we did lose to Stanford at home. Uh, yeah, you did. And Stanford does suck. Yeah, they uh, do. For those who aren't clear on that, so I am in a bind because I really think, like, I expected us to beat. North Carolina, even after we went 0-2 and, and then had a Hail Mary scare against Cal. Which oh, yeah. I, my heart still skips a beat thinking about that I play. remember that. Oh, they should have yeah. caught it like three different times. Yep. I uh, I think you, you may have even texted me immediately following I definitely did. Because wasn't that Notre Dame's first win? Yep. And it was very close to loss number three. Well, I mean, they would have had to – they would have probably gone for two, to be honest with you. Unless they wanted to be to go for the win, oh yeah, definitely. On on the road as the underdog, there's no yeah. better time. Yeah, no situation. In that situation, hell yeah, they would have. So, which I would have, I encourage them to. <laughs> but uh, almost just the greatest disaster you've ever seen, basically. Oh, I've seen many disasters in college football. Uh, yeah. Um, one of which being the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Who lost forty-eight to nothing uh, to a team that had its backup quarterback play? Yeah, I think that's uh, that has something to do with why I have TCU at six and not three. Is because at the time I thought, wow, a comeback victory in overtime against Oklahoma State—that's the real deal, man. Way to go, TCU! Um, and then TCU beats Kansas State by ten, and then Kansas State runs Oklahoma State uh, right off the field and back to their home state. So. I don't yeah. know what is going on. That was like I bet on Kansas State, so I was very happy. They were minus like two and a half or whatever. So I'm very happy that that happened. But I can't remember the last time I seen a top ten team get dominated like that. Like I'm pulling up the game stats now. Kansas State outrushed them 199 to 54. Um. Kansas State had 5.4 yards per rush. Oklahoma State had 1.8. Kansas State had 8.8 yards per pass. Oklahoma State had 4.9. They almost doubled them up in almost every, like, yardage category. Uh, Kansas State had more penalties. Way to be disciplined, Oklahoma State. Uh, They had three turnovers, and Kansas State had the ball for 11 and a half more minutes than them. And like I said, they had their backup quarterback in the game, which might not be a bad thing because this kid had to play last week against TCU, and he was dicing up TCU. I think they were winning like 28-10 going into halftime, and then he gets hurt, and then the third string comes in and he sucks, and TCU has this big comeback. So this Will this uh, Will Howard kid's actually pretty good, but Kansas State, there's a reason I still have them very highly ranked after two losses. And especially one coming so soon is because they are very good. Max Duggan. 
Well, he's, he's, he's the man. He is the man, though. He's been playing really good for TCU. He's also been there for, like, I feel like 500 years. I I don't know, man. You would know that better than I would. Him and uh, Spencer Sanders, who got benched for Gunner Gundy. Oh, Coach's son is making it out there, huh? Of course, his name's Gunner. He's a true freshman. Good for him. He's a quarterback. But yeah, that was – I still think Oklahoma State's good because their offense as a whole is a good offense. But that was just emasculating. Uh, but I want to talk real quick about these next – these upcom- this upcoming week. Because we got some games. Let me tell you what. We got Tennessee at Georgia. We got Alabama at LSU. We have Clemson at Notre Dame, which may not sound like a game, but I feel like... Oh, that's a game, I promise you. Yeah, it's going to be a game, but to the average college football fan, they just realize Notre Dame stinks this year. And they're like, oh, well, Clemson will kill them. And then Notre Dame loses the game by like three. And it's like, oh, maybe Clemson stinks. It's like, no, Notre Dame is better than you think. Uh, and then this game might not sound like this is another game that may not sound good, but Wake Forest at NC State late at night is going to be a good one. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I actually think that's going to be a pretty good game. That's like that's the perfect game to have on at eight o'clock. So when all the seven thirty primetime games are over, you still got like a quarter left in that game to go watch. Yes, a game that people could care about. Right? Who's Ohio State? Oh, Northwestern. Jesus, good luck to them. Um, 20 and 21 Wake Forest and NC State. Sure. Well, we'll see. Oh, yeah, hey. Yeah. All right. Maybe there wasn't as many great games as I remember, but there's a good game for every slot slate. Oh, Texas that can't. All the good games are on at late now that I'm looking at it. The Texas grass is slow. Good. The grass is slow. At Northwest. At, at, at Ryan Field or Ryan Stadium, whatever it's called. It is. I think it's Ryan Field. They're getting rid of Are they tearing? I think they're tearing it down because they want to build a big complex. I don't know, man. But whenever these players talk about how it is the worst stadium in the country. It, I, I got have no to. knowledge of I have to. I have to. I love bad football. Nobody loves bad football more than me. I got. I got to see this with my own eyes. Baylor at Oklahoma could be decent. I'm actually putting TCU five, Clemson six. There we go. Ooh. So you have Michigan three, Ohio State four. Yes. And okay. I actually, don't hate that at all. I'm telling I. I know that the final score looked bad. I promise you, to those of you who didn't watch, I promise you Michigan destroyed Michigan State. Oh, yeah. They just settled for field goals. Basically every single possession, which is a red flag. Yes. But they were never at risk of losing that game because Michigan State couldn't get anywhere close to scoring. So mm-hmm. I assure you that was all safe. And the but, only time Michigan State did score is when that um, – who was it? Uh, Keon Coleman literally mossed the dude on back-to-back plays. Oh, does that sound like does that sound like something that we've seen in the Big Ten on back to back plays, especially on a on a weekend where Michigan plays Michigan State and Ohio State plays Penn State? Has that ever has that ever happened before? 
Some, a, a few, a few times. A yeah. timer. Yeah, any any receiver who currently got who just got drafted by the Commanders has he ever done that before? Nope. nope no, never, never heard of him. Ne- never uh, heard of never heard of Jahan Dotson. Yeah, that was another game. Like that's the thing about Ohio State Penn State is that I think J- I think I read that the stat is correct. I just don't remember if I. But James Franklin is never lost by more than two touchdowns against Ohio State. Which seems absurd, given how much better Ohio State's been in his tenure there. I know they caught him once; they've had good teams, but that's just, that's just an absurd stat. Like you look back at the national championship season, they went to overtime with a bad Penn State team. They, they it's just one of those teams that Ohio State can't figure out how to just demolish. They have before, but they just don't know how to do it consistently. <sighs> Man. I'm sure Notre Dame has too. Well, maybe not because, well, no, they're independent. We are independent. For now. But what, what was it? What was the point you were trying to make about that? About Notre Dame? Yeah. Well, do they have any teams that they just like? They're you know they're better than, but they just struggle with every single year. Well, I mean it's kind of appropriate this year, but Stanford, they, they yeah. um, although I mean, Stanford's good though. Yeah. As a whole, the program's good. Teams that Notre Dame is definitively better than who they struggle with. Ohio State is Penn State, Purdue. Never Iowa, because Iowa's just always been good. But um, Any of the armed forces, those three teams, <laughs> if, if they play those three, which they, they – they, I mean, they have some games where they've kicked the crap out of Navy, but oh, my gosh. I was at an Air Force game, and we've talked about this. We left early because it was so bad. Like, we were losing at home, like, 41 to 24. Oh, my gosh. That, that was a nightmare. I forgot Liberty's an independent team. Yes. I'm looking at the independent standings right now. forgot Liberty is independent. But Notre Dame, so Notre Dame has to play Clemson, Navy, Boston College, and USC to finish the year. What's their record? Repeat those teams: Clemson, Navy, Boston College, and USC. Those four. Home, home against Clemson, Navy, and Boston College, and then they finish the year at USC. Oh, I want to. I'm giving us one of those. I'm not giving us both. We okay. got to get one of the Clemson. Be Clemson. Or, I'd rather you be Clemson. Okay. I don't want to play off. Although, truth be told, well, I mean, we have to travel all the way out to USC, but USC has looked sloppy. Yeah. No, they are. They are, they, they are extremely – they're a good team, they're an incomplete team, and they're a very sloppy team. They are just – they just don't know how to – I don't know what it is about them. Like, I watch them, and every time they're on offense, I'm like, wow, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then they just stop being good. They just melt down, and it happens so fast that they just uh. can't – they just melt down. I'm checking this basketball schedule, and we got some noon games on Monday. I'm going to have to – those are the best games because then I can just bet on noon basketball. You know, damn well I'm betting on Baylor versus Mississippi Valley State. Oh, I know you are. Who's the, Who's that – is it Larry Drew or something? I think what's, so. What's the guy's name? It's Drew. His last name's Drew. What's his first name? Bryce Scott Drew. Scott Drew. Oh, maybe Scott Drew. 
John Mc... Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, that was it for college football. You want to get in some trivia that I just realized I don't have? I have one. We could do that. I also have one. We can just do a one-off? Yeah. And then... Uh, Actually, my ponder. question does have the opportunity for bonus points, so... Okay. All right. Uh, let, me, uh, let, me see what, let me see what I got to start us off. Yeah, you go All first. right. Hey, good news for your Cavaliers. Well, there's a lot of good news for your Cavaliers. Oh, yeah. But one of those bits of good news is that Jared Allen, I don't know if you realize, is already on pace to be uh, the have the all-time best rebounding season in rebounds per games. Uh, also... Uh, Donovan Mitchell is also on pace to be the leading scorer for in the Cavaliers' history for uh, points per game in a single season. So, single season rebounds per game. Who was the all-time leader for the Cavaliers? Ooh, Cavaliers. Let's see. Can we Nate Thurman, maybe? Per game? You said per game? Per game in one season. Oh, one season. I asked that question horribly, so if you need me to repeat it, I will try my best yes, to do it. Say it again. To say it one more time. All right. So, Jarrett Allen, at his current rebounds per game pace, is okay. set to set the single-season record for the Cavaliers. Who currently holds that record of single-season rebounds per game? That was uh, a much better way that I should have rephrased it the first time. Um. Kevin Love, I don't think has rebounded quite. I know he had he's had double digit rebounding seasons here. I mean, Big B could be an option. Brad Daughtery, 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 Daughtery. I can't remember how to pronounce the name. The Daughtery or Daughtery? I just said the same thing. So Dowerty. Dowerty. Before I was alive, so um, how many rebounds per game is Jared Allen averaging? Uh, close to twelve, I think. Okay. Um, that doesn't feel like a lot. Anyway, I will. I think this is wrong, but this feels like you're trying to trick me, and it shouldn't be this guy. But I'm going to say Kevin Love. Carlos Boozer. No chance. Uh, he had a season averaging north of 11. I got no. Let me look up Carlos Boozer. He did not. I'm looking. Look. Carlos Boozer, then Cliff Robinson, and then Kevin Love. Oh, damn. That was in bronze rookie year. He went off. Good for him. All right. <laughs> so the bonus point might not even matter, but I'll still ask it, even if you get the original question right. Who was the starting pitcher the last time the Pittsburgh Pirates won a playoff game? Oh, no. This isn't the... This isn't the Cueto game. This is... Ew. They've won... It they won two games. card that this year, that year. I mean, I could, t- I could just blurt out the starting five. I just don't know which one it was. 
Uh, all right, so our options are Garrett Cole, AJ Burnett. Uh, oh my gosh, Charlie Morton possibly. Also possibly Jeff Locke, who was an All Star that year, who nobody has ever heard of outside of that one year. Um, gosh, what did he end up doing with his life? Um, Edinson Volquez is an option. He's, I remember he started – well, actually, I don't even think he was on the team in 13. I think he start, it was in 14 and he started that year. Wandy Rodriguez is, a, is an option, but I feel weird picking a 5'6 guy to be my answer. Uh, I don't know. Is Kevin Correa, was he in there in 2013? Is that your final answer? No, I – Gosh, uh, AJ Burnett. It is Francisco Liriano. Yeah. Now, I, I can't believe I didn't even say him. The bonus question worth half a point. Who picked up the win in that game? Oh. Let me think about this one. All right, it's going to be someone who came in out in long relief, probably. Um, yeah, no, not Daniel McCutcheon. Um, not Chris Lizzo, those guys. Who would be... Uh, uh, J- well, here's the safe option. This guy was always pitching. Jared Hughes? That is incorrect. It is Mark Melanson. Oh, I... He pitched an inning... Or he pitched, yeah, he pitched one inning. Lariano won six. Tony Watson relieved him. Melanson relieved him. That's where they picked up the win. Because I, because in this game, this is when they scored two runs in the bottom of the eighth to take the lead against the Cardinals. And then Jason Grilly closed it out. I'm currently working on... Um, oh, well, shoot. I thought I had a good question, and then I realized that there is no answer to the question that I wanted to ask, because it never even happened to begin with. Okay. Um. I'm looking up something, too. I'm just going to go back to old tried and true, rank them in order. Oh, yeah. I'm always a fan of that. No, no, that's hard, because then we'll be here forever. Okay. Uh, I got something. Let me let me actually pull up. Do we have any stats for this? Okay, here we go. Uh, I just got to get this to load really quickly. All right. Uh, Kellen Mond is the all-time leader in passing yards for Texas A&M. Who is in second place? Hmm. It can't be Johnny Mansell. Could be Tan or no? How long was Tan? No, Tannehill is only a quarterback for like a year. Hmm. It might be Mansell. He played what two and a half seasons. 
Um, this is a stupid question. Might have been asked this. Johnny Mitchell. Gerard Johnson. That's not a person. That's why I just realized that's a stupid question. <laughs> Might I even ask that? Alright, my question. We're going to do baseball again. Who is the all-time home run leader in wild card games slash series? So just the wild card round. All t- wait, say it one more time. Who is the all-time home run leader in the wild card round of the playoffs? So it could be either be a game or it could have been the two years it was a series. The, uh, well, oh, because of 2020. Because of COVID and then this previous year. So it's just the wild. Who, if they played in the wild card game, in a oh. wild card game, who is the all-time home run leader with four? Manny Machado. It is Giancarlo Stanton. Oh, against the Guardians, yeah. Well, crap. I just realized that Kyler Murray's dad was also a quarterback at Texas A&M. Was he really? Yes, he was. Um, Here we go. I got I got. Uh, well... I think I've already asked you this question before, which is concerning me, but I think it's a solid question. The Seattle Pilots. Do you already know where I'm going with this? No. Okay. Then we'll do this. The Seattle Pilots were an MLB team for one year before immediately moving to become this current team. Seattle Pilots. I just bought myself a lot of time for this overtime question. (laughs) If and when we need it. The Seattle Pilots. I don't even know what. That could be 1825 or it could be like 1670 or 1970. Not 1670. Um, Fuck. I don't know. The goddamn. <laughs> um, I can't even think because it's obviously not the Mariners. No, because they didn't. Right. They moved. I'm trying to think of a team that would be like just so random. All right, let's go through all these divisions. NL Central is Reds. Pirates, not the Reds, not the Pirates. Could be the Cardinals, that could be a random team. Brewers are random. I feel like the Brewers have been around. I'm fucking the Milwaukee Brewers. How did you get that right? No way. What right. year? What year? Uh, 68 into 69. If you picked any other division, you would have gave up after doing that one division. Oh, I absolutely. If I would have said the AL Central, I would have, I don't know, the fucking Tigers. Uh, oh, what was my question? This oh. is how I'm going to lose trivia. Is that question? Yes. Uh, let me find the game. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> 
Do you remember anything from the I just lost it from the Pittsburgh Pirates seven to one victory over the Cardinals in the playoffs? No, no I actually don't remember anything from that playoff series. Okay, because I was just going to ask you to hit home runs in that game. So let me give me one more second. I don't know what I was doing, but I was not watching that series. Really? Um. At least I don't don't remember any of our wins. Maybe I was playing sports and had practice or something. Maybe because that I think that game those games happen like during the day because I remember watching them and I remember watching them during the day. So we had a cool teacher that would let us watch playoff baseball. Yeah, shockingly, the Pirates weren't gifted the primetime slot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here we go. Um, okay, we'll do college football. Um, okay. All-time passing yard career leaders in college football. Number one is Case Keenum. Number three is Landry Jones. Who is number two? Ooh. And if you, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know now. There is a secret answer that if you say this guy's name, I will let you guess again. All uh, right. Well. That's not like some sort of gimmick. I just feel like there there are like two very reasonable answers for this line of thinking. You can tell me I'm wrong right now if you want to, because I'm going to guess one of the Hawaii players. Okay. All right. It's either Tuiasasopo, it's either Timmy Chang, or it's Colt Brennan. And I'm thinking it's Timmy Chang. Final answer. Final answer. This Timmy Chang. Hell yes. Cole Brennan coaching right now. Hawaii. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I knew he was coaching somebody. I didn't know if he was an offensive coordinator or what. No, he's the head coach at Hawaii. If you oh. were to Cole Brennan, then that's when I would have let you guess again. Because mm. Cole okay. Brennan and Timmy Chang are like the same thing in my head. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, here we go. Oh shit. Joey McGuire is in his first year as Texas Tech's head coaching job. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury was coaching for Texas Tech until 2018. Who bridged that gap? Between Kingsbury and who? The current Texas Tech oh, head coach, Joey McGuire. Um, Oh, who's um? Texas Tech's coach left for La Tech in the offseason. What's his name? Is Sonny Crumbie? Is that his name? I will let you guess again because he took over after this guy got fired. Ah, shit. I know. I knew their head coach went to LA Tech, and that's the name I can't in my head. Um, I do not know. Matt Wells. Could have been John Smith for all I know. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, got, I know which line of question I'm going to ask you. 
answer. Yeah, we'll go with this one. This was a weird ass year. God damn, this is hard. Uh... Fortunately, this app cuts out all the dead air for us, allegedly. Yeah, uh, and... All right, I'm just going to throw you softball because this is the only one I got. Um... Name the first rankings of the college football playoff last year. Oh, last year. Okay. Um, holy cow. Oh, I thought this would have been easy. Uh, no. Um, I got I to gotta take my mind back into the space. Okay. <laughs> Oregon was third. I remember that. Oh man. Okay, Alabama and Georgia were one and two, but who was who was who? Uh, were they even one and two? Did you, just have to lose? Four, you just have to give me the four teams. I don't care about their ranking. Okay, Alabama and Georgia. I'll just say one of them probably. Okay, it wasn't Clemson. It wasn't Ohio State. Oh, had Michigan and Michigan State played yet at that point? Um, no, because there was a six versus seven issue. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. That was after Michigan State or okay. Alabama, Georgia, which I'm, I'm, I'm now concerned that one of them had lost, and I'm just forgetting about it, which would be backbreaking. Alabama, Georgia, Oregon, and Michigan State. That is correct. Um, Alabama actually did lose, though they lost to Texas A and M, but they were still two. Yeah, okay, okay. Whew. I think Michigan – did Michigan State lose the next – I can't remember. Who did Michigan State – oh, Ohio yeah. Ohio State. No, they lost to Purdue first. Oh, I, wow, I forgot about that game. Yeah, I'm looking at – man, what a fun – I love looking at rankings so much. because like, oh, yeah, remember this team? Oh, yeah, they did that. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> oh, yeah, hopefully Notre Dame keeps moving on up, and then they don't. Oh, they usually do. Yeah, these right, man. What time? What time are the rankings tonight? Do you know that? I actually have no idea. Uh, seven o'clock. Oh, hey, look at this! I just stumbled upon this time. Uh, seven to eight Eastern. Oh boy. Oh man, they're gonna make me watch an hour of this shit. <laughs> and I'll gladly do it. I'll gladly do it. Yes. Um, all right. Oh, here's a fun one. Let me go to. Since I'm just hammering Texas, let this, me, for, uh, this is to keep the game going, right? Yep, to keep the game going. All right, let me go to their uh, passing leaders, and let me see what kind of names that we got coming up here for the all-time passing leaders. All right, my Wi-Fi. 
My page is loading, my page is loading, my page is loading. Hold on, whoa, where'd it go? Oh, this is the, okay, hold on, I gotta go to All Time Texas. I was on their, their homepage, which is not what I wanted. Here we go, okay. All right, I think this is fairly tough. Who was Texas's all-time passing leader? I got like five guesses. That's why it's difficult. So it's either I I don't know. I'm going to say Sam Ellinger because he definitely threw for a lot of yards, but I, I feel like it would have been a bigger deal if he broke the record, and I would have remembered it last year. Starting NFL quarterback Sam Ellinger, excuse me. Yes, you um, you get his name right, please. Yeah, uh, Major Applewhite. Wow, I did not think that you were going to mention his name. Yeah, Colt McCoy. Obviously, I think he started like four years. Chris Sims. Vince Young. I don't think Vince Young started. I think he only started two years. It's like one of those four names. Either. I feel like it almost certainly has to be Colt McCoy because he took over. He would took over immediately. Oh wait, no, then or no, he could have redshirted. So he took over immediately after Vince Young, and he ended his career in two thousand nine in in just tragic fashion. It was tragic fashion. It was depressing. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, indeed. I thought that you were going to say Sam Ellinger just because of recency bias. Nah, it's just, Colt McCoy just seemed a little too obvious in my head there. I got to come up with another. Oh, boy. I'm asking you a Pirates question. I just don't know what. <laughs> oh shit, the Guardians had four gold glovers. Hmm. Bieber, Stephen Kwan, Miles Straw, and Andres Jimenez. All right, all right, all right. Oh my god, MLB.com is the slowest website. I also have like a hundred tabs open, so Okay. Lay it on me. Put these No, I feel like that's too hard. Okay, here 
I'll give you the top two players in Pirates all-time home run leaders. It's Willie Stargell and uh, Ralph Kiner. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What, what was that first name that you mentioned? Stargell. Is it? I. How do you say it? Stargell. Okay, I, I read it. Stargell. Whoo. Stargell and Ralph Kiner. I'm bad with names. If you can, <laughs> if you can name two of the final three in the top five, you win. Okay. Repeat the question. I was too busy making fun of you for your pronunciation. Okay, so those, so the top two players, Willie Stargell and Ralph Kiner, are top two in Pittsburgh Pirates all-time home run leaders. Name two of the final three in the top five. All right. So name either three, four, and five, those players. All-time all Pirates home run leaders. Oh, hell, I got to... And I will say there is not a name in there that you, I, there's like no chance you wouldn't know. I mean, if, if Barry Bonds it, that many with the Giants, he had to hit a ton with the Pirates, too. I I just don't know when his career started. Because um, he left, 93 was Barry Bonds' first year in San Francisco. Okay. Uh, oh, Andrew McCutcheon played basically a decade for us. That had to have really helped. And I don't know if you would expect me to know Dave Parker's. Dave Parker moved teams a little bit, though. So I don't know, maybe. I, I'm, I'm kind of putting myself in a longevity mindset and trying to figure this out from there. Um, I'll tell you what. I will say Barry Bonds is one of them. Okay. And I will say... Uh, no. Uh, well, did Roberto... Cle- I have no idea if Roberto Clemente had for power or not. I, I seriously have no, no clue. But... Uh, you know what? He, he probably did. I'll go Roberto Clemente and uh, Barry Bonds. That is correct. Roberto Clemente is third. Barry Bonds is fifth. McCutcheon was fourth. Okay. Whew. All right. I was safe. Dave Parker was sixth. Oh, all right. All right. Perfect. Shut Gosh, up. The, Dial now, the, now the trivia question is who's seventh? Okay. Hold on. Let me just for fun. Um, I don't know. Bill Mazeroski. I don't know. He is tenth. Brian Giles is seventh. Ah, that yes. It's very good. Very good. Um, we traded him for Jason Bay. And, uh, Who is – hold on, sorry. Jason Bay is ninth on this list. Okay. You know what? We're all the way there. There's one guy left. Let's, let's just figure out who number eight is. I'm going to say uh, recent or not recent. I don't know because it's the name of a legend, and I don't know who it is because it's not the legend. But he had obviously had a pretty decent career. Oh nope, it was the fifties. Name is Frank Thomas. Oh, uh, oh that okay. Well, never would have gotten it. <laughs> All right. Who in the history of the Houston Astros who has had the best single season OPS? Man. 
I will tell you, not that you were going to say him, Jordan Alvarez is in the top 10, shockingly. I mean, dude's fucking awesome. Well, yeah, I'm, uh, okay. Well, yeah, look at his right, his OPS it. was over 1,000. That's actually not that shocking. World Series tonight, too. Go, go baseball. Um, I, I, it's got to be one of these guys during this current run. Or not like not like this team, but like dating back to when they got good. Um, if I can't think of a better name, I'm just going to yell out Alex Bregman. Um, because of the 2019 season. Is that a was that your answer? Is that did you say if you couldn't think of anybody else? If I can't, give me a couple more seconds. I will, and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. That makes me believe it's not Alex Bregman. Um, uh, I mean, Jeff Bagwell played for them. Go to Lance Berkman, and he was good. Ah, uh, no, fuck it, Alex Bregman. <laughs> Jeff Bagwell had five of the top ten, including number one. Oh! With a 12.01 OPS in 1994. Hello. Damn it. That that had to have won the MVP, I think. 19, well, no, 1994. That was the lockout year. The strike. Wasn't he won it? the MVP. I just don't remember which Wait, year. No, no, no. 95 was the strike. 94 was the strike. 95, the Indians played the Braves in the World Series. When did they strike? In uh, in the middle of 94. They played like 110 games and they then the, the season stopped. They actually issued the MVPs. And so he won in 94. Yes. Oh, what a trivia question that would have been. Who were the MVPs of the strike season? Yeah, yeah any award of that season. I know it was a collision course. It was looking like it was going to be a uh, – Montreal versus Cleveland in the World Series. That's what a lot of people thought. Uh, I thought it was, and I'm pulling up the same thing. I thought it was Montreal and the White Sox. Well, that, I mean, Cleveland and Chicago were both good. That's like Cleveland broke out. Okay, and, the Expos were effing awesome this year. Oh, it was oh, the Yankees. Awesome. Yankees and Expos. I, I still remember a lot of people telling me that, like, through all these group chats I have with all these baseball writers I'm with, they keep telling me. This one dude always told me about how the 94 team was so good. <laughs> look up the oh stand. My, my gosh, look at these. The, the, I couldn't even imagine baseball being in Montreal now. I vaguely remember it. Like, let, let's go to French Canada. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I very vaguely remember it. Yeah, Cleveland was only a game back of Chicago when the season stopped. All right. I, uh, someone else is trying to get to the studio, so I got to run. But, ah. hey, if I'm not mistaken, folks, I think we're 20 minutes out from learning who the college football playoff committee is going to put in their top six. Well, and, like, an hour, like an hour or so. Uh, oh, no, they got off to they – got, they got on – Oh, yeah, you know what? With it. Now, th- then they talk about it for an hour, and they, you know, they interview all their coaches and do all that. That's fun. That's but, when I switched over to football being played. 
instead of football. Yes. Yeah, instead of football being talked about. But I'm so excited. All right. Hey, I got to run. All right, I got to go watch this. Right. So everybody enjoy your day. Take care. Peace.